Wutsia Miroska Kopik grew up in Poland in the 70s and 80s. She remembers this one really important tradition that took place under communist rule, the parade. Every city had to organize the parade in their city, and everybody was required to go. The schools were required to go, all the factories, all the businesses. She's talking about the traditional May 1st or May Day parades. In many countries, May Day celebrates the labor movement and workers' rights. But the May Day parade in Poland was a mandatory celebration of communism. People attended. It was because everybody was required to do. And it was in all communist countries. So when Wutsia was first invited to the Polish Constitution Day Parade here in Chicago in 1993, she didn't know what to expect. I still had in the back of my mind the May 1st marches that we had during communist time in Poland. But she found something completely different here. The Chicago event was full of excitement. This is so unusual to see so many red and white dressed people in, the, in one spot. And they weren't celebrating communism. They were celebrating the Polish constitution, which was adopted in the late 1700s. People are happy. People are, uh, you know, attending and joining and marching because they want to be. They want to show their heritage. They want to show how happy they are. Of course, because we are together showing how important it is to have Polish roots. Hey, it's Adriana here, your Curious City reporter. And in this episode, I'll be talking about that parade Wutsia was blown away by here in Chicago, the Polish Constitution Day Parade, which is held every year on the Saturday closest to May 3rd. Wutsia loved the parade so much that she's now one of the main organizers. There were virtual events the last couple of years, but this year it's back on the streets of Chicago on May 7th. We recently were asked about the history of the parade, And so in this episode, we'll be telling you all about how it got started, why the Polish community has been holding this parade for more than a century, and why this year organizers say the parade's message is more important than ever. Experiencing freedom and not having fear is a wonderful thing. And so it's a great theme for this year's parade. We suffered both from Stalin and from Hitler, and now we are suffering from Putin. That's coming up next. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Every year, about 10,000 people flock to Chicago's downtown for the Polish Constitution Day Parade. More than 150 floats stroll down the streets dressed in white and red, representing Polish clubs, schools, and parishes. 
brass bands and marching bands play as they walk. The elected grand marshal and queen wave at the crowds, followed by folk dancers twirling and spinning down the street. This is like Christmas, to be perfectly honest, just to be part of this. It feels a little warm in my tummy. <laughs> it's just so nice to see so many Polish people gathered together here in uh, downtown Chicago. This parade is an important event for many Polish Americans in the Chicago area. They come out to celebrate the Polish Constitution, considered by most to be the first written constitution in Europe, signed in 1791. The parade's always been an important symbol of community unity. Historian Dominic Pasiga has been to the parade several times. He says one of the most important aspects of Poland's constitution is that it began to recognize peasant rights. It was also an attempt to reform the political structure and try to save Poland from its neighbors, Russia, Prussia and Austria, which ended up dividing the country by 1795. On a map, Poland ceased to exist as a country for 123 years. But Pasiga says Polish people around the world kept pushing for one united Poland. And the Polish Constitution Day Parade became a symbol of that resistance and fight for unity. These parades uh, during World War I were important. Uh, the parades were, during World War II were very, very important in trying to rally the cause against the Nazis, against the fascists. Uh, and so it, it, it's always been an important political gesture on the side of the diaspora. Some early parade programs included patriotic speeches condemning the division of Poland. One of the first parades was organized in 1892. It was one of the many different ways Poles in Chicago organized in support of their homeland. There were the meetings, there were the speeches, there were protests, demonstrations, all in creating this spirit and fermenting an energy to push forward a plan to make Poland whole again, make Poland a country. Mark Dopritsky is the former vice chair of the parade. He helped organize it and was the main announcer for 19 years. And he has studied Polish history extensively. He says after the division, Poland eventually became a country again in 1918. Following the end of World War I and the signing of the Versailles Treaty. That treaty not only ended the war, but restored independence to several European countries and included the creation of an independent Poland. But in 1939, Germany and the Soviet Union attacked Poland, marking the beginning of World War II. Poland's 34 million inhabitants, crushed, scattered and enslaved. Poland and the world learned the meaning of a grim new word, Blitzkrieg. Many Poles suffered greatly, including Mark's parents. My father grew up in pre-World War II Poland, so he was born in a time when Poland was resurrected. And so when World War II started, he was 18 years old. He lived in northeastern Poland. When the Germans attacked on September 1st, the Soviet army, the Russian army, attacked on September 17th. His family was taken prisoner in October of 39, and in February of 1940, they were put on a cattle car train and sent out to Siberia. Along the way, 
my grandmother died, my grandfather died. Mark's father fought for the Polish army during the war and could not return to Poland when the war was over. He came to Chicago a few years later. Mark's mom also eventually left Poland. My mom came to the United States following the entire period after World War II, suffering through the Soviet socialist-controlled Polish government, and came to the United States in 1961. Mark's father had extended family here, but he grew up without grandparents, aunts. His parents experienced firsthand the loss of their country's identity. But living in the United States, they tried to reclaim that identity. The Polish Constitution Day Parade is extremely important to our family. It brings a sense of belonging, a sense of oneness, and a sense of family. Mark has been in it since he was about seven years old. I accompanied my parents to the parade, and um, I remember memories of marching down Augusta Boulevard, down to Humboldt Park. There was days it was very cold. It was even snowing sometimes, the light snow. Mark says for many years, the Polish Constitution Day Parade started in the parking lot of Holy Trinity Church on Chicago's north side. It would start after Mass. From the church, it went westbound all the way to Humboldt Park, where it ended with a picnic. Mark marched as a Polish scout in uniform, later as part of the teen club, and even as a college student. On that day, everyone is Polish. Everyone celebrates white and red. People laugh, people smile, uh, they cry over the past history, but yet they leave the parade with uh, great joy. And even during the Cold War, the parade was a way to remind Polish immigrants that Poland did not want to be subservient to the Soviet Union. As the demographics of the area around Humboldt Park changed and Polish families moved to the suburbs, the parade found a more central location. It moved downtown in the mid-1970s. Like many Poles in the Chicago area, Mark missed going to the parade in person during the pandemic. But he's now getting ready for May 7th. I'm going to be involved in several folks, and because I'm involved in several organizations, I'm going to march with the units up front and then circle back and go through the parade one more time. <laughs> so that's a practice that many of us who are uh, very active in the community to do. So I'm going to take part with the Advocates Society, which is the Polish American Bar Association. I'm going to take part. With so the, yes, uh, the he's Polish definitely Club. going to be busy uh, reconnecting with his community. With from Aside from celebrating and showcasing Polish history and culture, this year the parade has a message that goes beyond the Polish community. More on that coming up after the break. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Wutsia Miroska Kopik chairs the parade committee. 
She's been very busy these last few weeks dealing with all kinds of details. Now it's the, the most crunch time. What can I say? <laughs> She's been coordinating the nearly 200 floats that plan to be there. The marching groups, Polish schools and dance ensembles. They're singing, they're, you know, they're waving, they have flowers, they have balloons. The floats are beautifully decorated, representing uh, either the organization or a club or another kind of a group. She's also expecting vintage cars from Poland that will be lining up. The cars are from the 70s and 80s. We have horses and dogs. So, you name it, we have it. She's even invited the mayor of Chicago. When I saw Lori Lightfoot um, at a different event at the Polish Museum, she said she will try to be there. We will see. Let her surprise us. But beyond all those taking part in the parade to celebrate Poland's culture and identity, this year the parade has something else a message that goes beyond Poland's borders. Our motto of this year's parade is freedom and peace for all. Of course, it's not a coincidence that this motto was chosen for this year's parade. We here are supporting the Ukrainian people. We're supporting their country. Wutsia says the Polish community in the Chicago area has shown tons of support for Ukrainians through coordinated financial efforts like collections and events. The parade is a statement of solidarity, of support for peace and democracy. This was decided when Russia invaded Ukraine earlier this year. We chose it in February when the war started. The war was probably one or two days and, you know, immediately that's how we reacted to this situation. Mark, the former parade organizer, thinks it's a great idea. Poland has experienced what Ukraine is experiencing right now. So we can empathize, we can feel with them. And it's great to know that the Polish people of Chicago recognize that and show that they can help others and show others the importance of freedom and democracy. Historian Dominic Pasiga says Ukraine and Poland have had a long and complex relationship, but today they are both concerned about Russia. Today, Poland has embraced the Ukrainian struggle for independence and to maintain itself because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? I mean, this is... This is the way it is. And there's been a long Slavic uh, connection between Poland and, and Ukraine. Wutsi and Mark are expecting to see not only white and red, but also blue and yellow. I know that many of the other individual clubs, they'll have people with the blue and yellow flags to show their support for Ukraine. I expect there will be many, many others. This year, Wutsia doesn't know exactly what to expect. She says she's heard many people are still afraid of catching COVID. Still, she's inviting everyone. Of course, I would like to invite everybody. Invite you and uh, people who you know and people who listen to your program to the parade. It's, it's a beautiful event, whether you're Polish or not. Maybe I'll see you at the parade on May 7th. It starts downtown at 1130 
Curiosity is supported by the Conant Family Foundation and is produced by Jason Mark. Maggie Sivet is our digital and engagement producer. Ashley Singleton is our intern. And Alexandra Salomon edits the show. I'm Adriana Cardona Magigar. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you back here next week. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.